0: Into the Joshua Perry show here on Tuesday, April 23rd, 2019. This podcast is, of course, starring former Ohio State linebacker, national champion, captain, and NFL player Joshua Perry. Mr. Perry, great to talk to you as always. Yeah, a little bit late on a Tuesday edition, but here nonetheless and excited to talk some ball. Yeah, that's my fault. My schedule was a little packed yesterday, so we had to move move the show to Tuesday. So uh, let's get right into it. You know, a lot of fans are. Either upset or concerned, whatever you, whatever word you want to use about the quarterback situation, nothing to do with Justin Fields, but with Matthew Baldwin transferring. Let's start with that. When that news broke uh, last week, last Thursday, what was your reaction? Did that take you by surprise, or were you, were you hearing that might uh, um, be a possibility?
1: I, it was always a possibility. Um, there was there was a little bit of noise surrounding it. Uh, you just can never know in one of those situations. And here's the deal for me is. Um, You can't be upset about the scenario there. I mean, the Mm -hmm. guy's trying to make the best decision for his career, which I support. Again, I'm a player advocate, so I understand that. But here's the reality of the situation is we got Justin Fields off of a transfer. So you can't be happy about receiving him through a transfer situation and then being pissed off that you lost another guy through a transfer situation. This is the landscape that we're in, especially with quarterbacks now. Now, these guys are going to be able to move a little bit more. They're going to want to call their shot in terms of what they're like in their situations where players have leverage. So I like it. Uh, but it does present an issue in that quarterback room to where we, we don't have very good depth right now. And we've been spoiled, like super spoiled the last, I don't know, five, six seasons, really when you go back even to Braxton Miller, I mean, Braxton's down, JT comes in, JT's down, Cardale comes around. And Kenny Guyton. Braxton's, I was going to say, Braxton's down, Kenny Guyton comes around. And then here we are, um, uh, JT goes down, Dwayne Haskins goes in the game, daggone take Martell last year, and then we were looking forward to having Matt Baldwin, who's a very good player, as we saw in the spring game, to be in the backup this year, and it's just not going to happen. So um, it, it puts us in a, a bit of a bind, right? So a guy like me, a positive guy, would say, well, you know, quarterback hopefully doesn't get hurt. Hopefully he doesn't have to run the ball too much, even though that's one thing that helps out in his game. And then you don't have to worry about going to a backup. But also the realist in me says, shit, every year it seems like the backup's got to go in at some point. So you need a guy who can step in there. So um, that'll be the conundrum. I think recruiting is going to have to be big here. Is Are you going to be able to recruit two good quarterbacks in one class potentially? Actually, and be able to retain those guys long enough to where you're able to have some depth there you can get guys learning the system and then if you can if you can snag a guy out of the portal uh, which i'm sure we're going to talk about here in a sec that's going to be
0: good for immediate depth yeah absolutely we we will get to that Um, i do want to ask you something else about matthew baldwin just from what you're hearing do you feel like because we talked to him during spring he seemed like he was happy of course he's talking to the media I wouldn't give my, you know, I'm saying this as a media guy. If I was a player, I wouldn't be telling the media everything was on my mind. So who knows? But he seemed to be happy. He was a guy that I incorrectly said, man, he he waited till his senior year of high school to be a starter. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be in a hurry to get in the portal. Boy, was I wrong. Chuck me up being wrong again. But (laughs) so what do you think happened? Do you think it was as simple as, okay, I, I know I could transfer, be eligible immediately. I could use some type of excuse with the current climate of college football. So I can transfer to somewhere. He eligible immediately to be a starter. Or do you think maybe there's more to it that he doesn't feel like he got enough of a fair shake with Justin Fields coming in? Because I've heard some people say that. Just uh, what are you hearing on that front?
1: I bet you it's a combo platter. And I'm going to steal a line from you because it's true. But, uh, you know, there wouldn't be any animosity, no ill will. There wouldn't be any uh, uh, homesickness if he was a starting quarterback. Right? This Obviously, this conversation wouldn't be going on. But – like you're not homesick when you're the starter and you love where you're at and you love your teammates and everything's fair when you're the starter, but now you got to compete and a guy comes in, you didn't expect to have. And now maybe you're like, damn, okay. You know, day one, even though they're saying that it's a competition, like he's taking first team reps in spring. He hasn't even been here all that long. Like I'm obviously not the guy. And as much as they're trying to tell me that I'm in it, if I was in it, it would have been my job to lose probably his mentality but day one fields comes in and it's really his job to lose that's tough and so again uh, I think that was probably the the bigger part of it is you know how many times am I gonna like a guy comes in you didn't expect him to be there you can't account for that but are they gonna recruit past me another time is it gonna be something different the next time like why would I sit around and wait for that to happen again when I can call my shot right now
0: I want to ask you about Chris Chuganoff. chugs over here saying, Hey, what about me, everybody? You know, what about me? I'm on scholarship. I'm going to be a fifth year <laughs> senior. There's a guy that was a good high school quarterback, got a scholarship to West Virginia. Didn't play well when he got a chance at West Virginia as a retro freshman, third year sophomore, but I have to think he's improved since then. Um, I don't think Ohio state can go out and win the national championship with Chris Chuganoff as their national, uh, as their quarterback. But can he be a guy, Joshua, from what you're hearing, that can be a guy like a Kenny Guyton? or I'll go way back for the Buckeye fans out there that remember the 1993 season. Bobby Hoying's first season as a starter, as a sophomore in 93. The Buckeyes had Brett Powers come in as a Juco transfer, and he was a guy that was like a, a good, like, a, almost like a, a relief pitcher. He would come out and help Hoing that one year. Um, could Chugging Off be a guy like that that could at least come in and, and hold the fort down if necessary?
1: Oh, you would hope so. Um, I think he's got some skill. I think he's got the ability to come in there and not lose you a game. If that makes sense. Like he's not going to be a guy that's going go to go and go in there and create, and, and you know, if you've got a situation where you need to go out and make some plays, you might be behind or it might be a tie game. I don't know if he's the guy that's going to do that, but if he's a guy where, you know, fields comes out of the game in a situation where you're ahead, I feel like he can manage the offense to a point where he's not going to lose it for you. But I feel like you want to feel a little bit more confident in your backup than that because, you know, we've seen backup quarterbacks at Ohio State literally go out and win games. Kenny Guyton 2012, you know, what I'm saying against Purdue like these are expectations that we have. And so I feel like for us uh, just as fans, we'll feel we'll feel more comfortable when we have a little bit stronger depth at that quarterback position.
0: Yeah, it's funny talking to you about this of all people and you being on the national championship team that you guys literally won the national championship with your third string quarterback. And it's such a cool story. I mean, with, you know, I mean, when you broke camp that year, Cardale was actually the backup. Went Braxton, Cardale, then JT. And then about a week before, you know, Braxton blew his shoulder out for the second time. JT had just jumped Cardale on the depth chart. So for like a week there, Cardale was third string. Um, Such a cool story. Okay, so Gunnar Hoek's the name I want to ask you about. The kid that – Yes. Uh, yeah, he's from Dublin, Kaufman. Uh, he played at Kentucky. He was at Kentucky the last three years. Uh, was the backup quarterback there this past season. He has now put his name in the transfer portal as of today. Uh, makes perfect sense. I mean, he has, he's going to be eligible immediately. He's got two years left. He can battle with Chug to be the backup. And if you're the backup, you're one play away from being the starting quarterback at Ohio State especially for a kid from Dublin, Kaufman it makes too much sense to me. I hope I hope this happens. What are you hearing about Gunnar Hoke?
1: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm hearing the same thing. He's got family history at Ohio State, uh, which I think is important in a decision like this because, uh, you know, it, 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 it brings it closer to home. Obviously a local guy, but he's had, um, you know, uncles and et cetera who have played for the Bucs guys. So um, I think that makes it a little bit bigger of a deal. He had a very good spring game. I think it was like 23 for 30 with over 200 yards passing and a couple of tutters. So, um, you know, he's a guy who can obviously get the ball around the field and produce a little bit, which is something you want to see. Uh, The one thing for me though, is in his statement, he talked about it being a football decision. And so when you hear that, you hear, all right, guy wants to play a little bit more. So um, depending on what he really wants out of this football decision, is it, um, go to a place that you love and spend some time close to home and finish off your career playing in front of um, everybody, you know, and love, or is it, I want to be the starter and I'll go out to New Mexico to do that. Um, right now, the smoke seems to be more toward the, this is a legitimate option that we could recruit him potentially, but we'll have to wait and see.
0: While we're on the quarterbacks, so I want to ask you about Justin Fields. What do what you hear? Because when he, we talk to him, he is such an engaging young man um, I just could be more impressed with how he handles himself. Even when somebody throws maybe a bad question at him, kind of a poorly worded question. You know, he doesn't like, he doesn't act like a jerk about it. He just seems like he's a very mature, uh, young man. Um, what do you, is, is he just a natural leader? What do you hear? What are you hearing about as far as how he is in the locker room? That's exactly what you hear. Um, you know, he's, he's
1: a natural leader. He's engaging in the locker room. Um, you know, even to the point where. He's a little bit edgy where, you know, he talks a little smack and he knows that he's kind of the man. And that's what you want your quarterback to be, if we're being completely honest. Like, you you would rather have a quarterback who's out there than a timid guy. Um, I think he's going to be A-OK this year. There are going to be some, some bumps in the road. There's going to be some growing pains. That's typical. But the amount of talent and the amount of energy, enthusiasm, leadership that he brings to the offense – I think that he's going to be able to work through a lot of those things with ease. Um, It'll be interesting, I think, for him in some of these big games that we're going to have. Because you look at the schedule, there's going to be plenty of them. Um, Even, you know, going to Nebraska is going to be a big one. Just stuff like that. How does he react and handle those kinds of things? Because, you know, a, a part of being able to handle the job as a starting quarterback at Ohio State is being the calm through some of these storms. being able to navigate through some of these environments where uh, you know fans are going to be loud and it's going to be a little bit hostile so um, I can't wait to see how he attacks that but just in terms of the offense this year I think that he's going to do a great job with some of the pieces that they have around I think it's going to be a really fun year to watch
0: switching gears here on the Joshua Perry show it was three years ago where the star of this show was about ready to get drafted by the then San Diego Chargers I mean I love the NFL draft. I am a draft junkie. I absolutely love it. Um, I am very curious to hear what it's like from a player's perspective that's going through it, actual draft week, especially when the draft arrives. You've gone through all of the crap you have to go through with the human meat market, all of the interviews, all the crap you got to do, the training, and you finally get to just sit around and watch the draft, but it's got to be nerve wracking. You could have been a second day pick. I know it was kind of borderline. Um, you end up going on the third day, but very early, very early in the fourth round. Um, what was that like, just the, the entire draft, the actual draft week and the draft itself for you?
1: Stressful as shit, to be honest. It was in, like, it, it was just a really tough, very anxious time because you want to get drafted the highest, obviously. and You want to go to a, a city, be in a system where you feel like you can be successful. So, you know, I'm sitting there watching the first night of the draft, obviously knowing I'm not going to be a first-round pick. So, for me, it was just exciting to watch my teammates, I think five of them, going the first round that year. Um, And then what was stressful to me was the next day um, because you had a couple of teams who were like, oh, you know, we got you graded as a second round guy. But most teams are telling me third, fourth round. So I'm watching the second day of the draft and uh, we get to the end of the third round and there's a handful of picks left and my phone hasn't buzzed at all. And I'm just over there floored. I'm pissed off because – I'm, I'm I'm at a point now where I'm watching some of the linebackers who are being selected. I'm like, damn, I know I'm better than that guy. Um, and so that's what you get. And then you got to go to sleep on that. You wake up the next day, and the morning feels long as hell, and you're just anxious. But um, as the, the fourth round got started, um, you know, the show comes on, and they're doing all this stuff, and they're talking about, you know, the different teams who are up to select. And I think the first pick of the fourth round comes in, And then right after that, my phone rings. So I'm like, okay, I know I'm probably next, you know, three picks away or whatever. And there it was, um, you know, San Diego area code popped up. I'm like, shit, I'm going out to Cali. So that was really exciting. Um, Just kind of getting that call, passing the phone around uh, on their end so I could talk to the coach and GM, defensive coordinator, linebacker coach, all that kind of stuff. Um, Hung up the phone, got on – my parents were inviting people over we had a little bit of a soiree, and then once all of the high were off, I realized that um, that my signing bonus check was going to get taxed to hell, and reality started to set in for me. But nonetheless, it was a really exciting time, um, if not extremely stressful, but something I'll remember for the rest of my life.
0: Yeah. So when the third day rolls around, you're still probably angry from the night before, and when you get picked – early in the fourth round, does that, does it go away then? Is it just like, you're just elated. You're not even worried about, "Ah, I didn't go late in the third round. I went early in the fourth. Does all that go away? Or are you still kind of like, man, I can't believe I didn't go in the third round.
1: No, I was still in it for sure. Um, Like I was, to be honest, I was a little bit shitty about it. Um, And (laughs) I was going to use that as motivation, uh, which ended up working out. Like I didn't get in rotation out there in San Diego at linebacker entirely too much. Um, But when I got in the games, I I did exactly what I had to do, led the team in tackles on special teams that year, Um, just wanted to show my leadership throughout that, so just kind of proving my value. Um, But the NFL is a funny business, man, because the whole world got turned upside down because the whole coaching staff was fired, brought in a new staff, had no use for me in the new system there, Um, ended up leaving preseason with an injury, Um, so the... After they made roster cuts, nobody wanted to pick me up because I was hurt. So I ended up having to sit on practice squad with the Colts for a while. And that was just like the ups and downs of it. So um, I don't know. It was really, I guess I have a lot of angst in terms of started off with a little chip on my shoulder going in, you know, enjoyed my rookie year and then just kind of felt the bumps throughout there. Um, I would say my experience was very typical. But again, something I'll always cherish and remember.
0: You got out with your health intact, and uh, sure. now you're doing great things here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, last thing. This is one that I'm just getting – This like, steam's coming out of my ears about the Dwayne Haskins stuff. And I, I, I feel like uh, – speaking of steam, I feel like it's a smokescreen, but now I'm starting to feel like I'm not quite sure because you have all these draft analysts that are in unison saying, well, Dwayne Haskins is going to fall out of the top six. That's just freaking crazy talk to me. Dwayne Haskins should absolutely be a top six pick in this draft. I still think I'm going to be right, and, and it's a smokescreen with the Giants or someone's going to trade up ahead of the Giants to get him. What do you make all of this? What are you hearing? And do, you, do you find this just completely nonsensical that Dwayne Haskins might be dropping?
1: Yeah, so the, the weird thing that you get is a lot of times, um, you know, you have these people with their sources say that, you know, such and such is cool on Haskins and his stock's dropping, this, that, and the third. I feel like it's rare that you have every single analyst singing the same song. Um, You know, Field Yates was just on the fan saying that, um, you know, in his his mock, he had Dwayne Haskins going number 13 and he didn't account for trades or anything. And I was sitting there like, what in the hell are you talking about? And I understand, you know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. So you've got Kyler Murray, who potentially be the number one overall pick because he fits a certain system. But to tell me that the next team that needs a quarterback potentially would say, no, I'm not going to take Dwayne Haskins. You're smoking dope. And I just don't understand where all this is coming from. Like you said, maybe it's a smoke screen. Maybe teams are putting out this information um, to try to damage his stock and, and have other teams maybe questioning what kind of player he truly is. So somebody can swoop in and get him. But the amount of traction that it's gained is mind boggling. It absolutely blows my mind. So then there's the other thought where maybe there is some information that these teams found out about Haskins that they don't think they, they like or there's a quality about him, whether, you know, just from sitting down interviewing with him, personality traits, from talking to people that they've met uh, who know him throughout his process, some of the information they've heard there, um, you know, whatever it could be that's that's causing like a legitimate drop. Because I have no idea what the deal is. It'll be interesting to see here in 48 hours what's going on. Um, I personally think that he's the best quarterback in terms of skill. Probably should be the second guy taken just because of the whole, you know, scheme fit deal uh, with the Cardinals there and Kyler Murray. But uh, I would be floored, absolutely floored if he actually did drop out of the top ten. We'll yeah. be